five, four, three, two, one. Hi, I'm Liam Joshua Munn. And I'm Michaela DeJoseph. And this stays between us. And we're back. We are here with you. Oh, do you hear the music Today. outside my apartment? No, copyright CC. Nope. I don't even know. Oh, now I do. It's the music inside of our hearts. Guys, if you're wondering what the gulping sound is, it's tipped in tea. Um, (laughs) I'll probably edit out the gulping sound, so. Because it disturbs me. Oh, you're so, you're such, it disturbs you. Yeah, when I hear you gulp, I go, huh. And I edit it out. Just because, oh. The good definition of my microphone. You can hear everything I'm thinking, doing, <laughs> resonating. Slurping. Slurp. Slurp. Do you have a pet peeve? Is that your pet peeve? Of life You really or don't you? like it. You... Okay, <laughs> same thing. I am your um, life. <laughs> I don't... No, I don't think that's... Like, I think it's just over, like, audio mics that it just, like, it amplifies it but more in real life. So I think just over that, but not in real life. Oh, you know what my pet peeve is in real life for just in general and people is when people bring up something for me to then feel bad for them. Does that make sense? (laughs) Feels like an attack. It's Um, not. I don't think you uh, do it. No, because I don't think. No, because I feel like the how I've like defined Michaela and I's relationship is how I act in front of other people that are like similar like other people from our school like and if i say something they're like whoa that's kind of mean and i look at them and be like are michaela and i mean (laughs) like i because i feel like we say things to one another and we're like barely phased but other people are like liam's okay we there was this whole thing over the weekend um or last weekend that uh my roommates and i were all playing a board game and i have been here at the stays between us we do not appreciate jk rowling we're gonna just say that out front we do not, we do not stand her, but um, of course, Harry Potter was a, is a huge part of my life, um, and I've been a Ravenclaw pretty mm. much through the entirety of my life, mm. and my roommate Eris looked at me and she was like, "No, you know, you're Slytherin," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, maybe this is a sign." <laughs> oh, is that why you called me a hater? Because I voted that you were Slytherin on your Instagram. No, I just called you a hater to keep you in check. That's why you're a Slytherin. (laughs) I don't even know Harry Potter. And Liam put up like a thing like, am I a Ravenclaw or a Slytherin? And I know Slytherin are like Mm -hmm. the assholes. So I went with Slytherin. Yeah. No. And somebody responded, well, we all know that you're a part of the Malfoy line, which is like the Malfoy family, like Draco and his family. God damn it. I think you might be right. You definitely are. So I think you, I was like, I feel like I need to take the Pottermore test again. Maybe. Um, I know, but in fairness, I did take it like three times in my life, Ravenclaw twice and Slytherin once. So there is a possibility. Okay, okay. Of, uh, a little Slytherin. bit of both. And then I real and I realized through schooling that I do like writing off of other people's success. <laughs> I very rarely do my own work. Um, I like, very rarely do it. I think. Or just in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, no, I think creatively I am an asshole in that aspect that I like to do everything, not myself, but I like it to be my work. 
versus if it's if we're taking like our business class i literally Kate, shout out to caitlin mallory and i'll literally be like caitlin what are your ideas and she'll state them i'll copy them and then i'll create some like bullshit <laughs> like we did this entire thing we do case studies mm -hmm. in this business class of how to fix businesses and their problems and i did an entire two paragraphs about an initiative called I, we got your back to like help uh this business and it's like audience right and it's trust mm -hmm. you know bullshit if we're just being honest bullshit yeah. and he loved it like I got a hundred percent because he was like, "Oh, that's amazing! That's exactly what we need to be doing." And I Is was that like, what "Caitlin thought of girl, that you ran with, or no, was that actually no?" Caitlin? I took the idea that the ideas that Caitlin had, like the textbook answers, essentially, and then I just rose <laughs> to the next level. Oh my god! I did tell her about it though. Yeah, I was like, "This is what I'm doing." Her. She was like, "Cool." <laughs> Oh, I, I thank her every day. I'm a white man. I just base my success <laughs> off of women and especially black women. Uh, it's what I do best. But that, that's what kind of leads me to believe, oh, okay, I might be a Slytherin. Because I am kind of ruthless. Yeah. I I don't mean to be, but I think I just get show, I kind of get short-tempered. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely short-tempered. <laughs> I feel like you might be a Slytherin, though. I don't think you're – you might be a Gryffindor, in fairness. Gryffindor. But we don't know. I don't know. Isn't that what the oh, hat that was, was a good sorting yeah, hat. Yeah, right? That was the hat thing. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. Well, that's me and that's me in the movie. You're the hippogriff, the bird thing that what Hagrid is that loves. Bird thing? I don't know what that is. You'll look it yeah, up later. You'll look it up later. I think I'm the later. ball that they throw I... around in the game. Oh, because you are a little snitch. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, are. yeah. You're yeah, a little yeah. Snitch. I'm the snitch. Everybody wants you, but they can barely yeah, touch you. Yeah, I just you. keep <laughs> putting up walls and flying away. <laughs> My favorite is whenever I can tell Michaela's not feeling well. Michaela loves to not talk about. <laughs> so I'll be like, "Hey, are you like, have you been feeling good, or you know, what's been going on?" And you literally go, "Fine." <laughs> and I'm like, "Do you wanna, do you wanna talk about it?" It's, no. I'm like, okay, just you can't blame me later for not trying to be a good friend. <laughs> I, all the vice president, hello, but the presidential debate, the last third one was last night. Did you watch no. it? <laughs> Why would I subject myself I to mean, that? I sent in my ballot yeah, over two I weeks mean, ago for Joe Biden. I will not subject my mental health to watching the shit show that is the presidential debate. It makes no sense if I already voted. I don't care. I did because I love Bravo and the E! Network. <laughs> and it was a lot cleaner, okay. a lot better. Did they cut than the, the mics? I heard that was gonna be a thing. Trump was surprisingly pretty behaved. Okay. There was a, like a, two moments where he kind of tried to overlap Biden, but I mean, nothing really. We're also now CNN here at the stage between <laughs> us, um, but nothing's really changed. Like the camps you're in are the camps you're in. I hope some undecided voters went more toward Biden mm -hmm. just because I think he answered the questions better. I thought Joe did really well compared to the first debate. Yeah. Um, comparatively, because Trump was just a wildo last last go round. But I mean, like Trump really is basing his because I mean, in 2016 he had the entire like uh, law case against Hillary Clinton and the investigation right. 11 days before the election yep. was like reopened for Hillary Clinton yep, and collusion yep. or whatever. And he's trying to do the same thing with Biden. It's just not working out for him. Right. So he's like trying. I'm like, he, he just didn't want to answer any of the questions. And I'm like. Because yeah, he has no answers. I just. Because he literally has no answers. He really. He cannot. He cannot. He, but he did. Trump did go after New York. And he was like, New York's dead town. It's dead. I don't dead. get why people I'm keep like, saying that. I don't get it. It's not. By me? 
There's a like, lot of fucking people all the time. I'm like, God, people I mean, go back th- inside. I don't like seeing all of you. And it's like, and people are like, oh, if he, if Joe was president, then we would still be closed. And I'm like, but listen, and they used Disney as an example at one point during like, I think I watched the CNN because I, I love I like going between back and forth between CNN and Fox News right, and just right, going back yeah, and yeah. forth to see what they're saying. And Fox News was like, well, Disney would still be closed if Biden was president and i'm like and disney wouldn't lay off its workers i'm like yeah they would have the businesses like right now it's like nobody wants to travel no covid or not i don't think anyone would be coming here so the same thing for new york like of course would we would rather you know the money from tourism sure yeah we would but the reality is no one's going to be coming here. Same thing with London. Yeah. Same thing with Paris. Like, their tourism markets are going down. Hence why Broadway, of course, also because of health. But that's why Broadway is closed down. That's yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the I don't know. The only thing that would be that's dead in New York is Times Square. Because you only go there to go see a Broadway show. So, yeah, probably the restaurants I don't think are open over there. Because nobody's eating at a restaurant yeah. in Times Square. Unless they're going there for dinner and then a show. Like, I would not choose to go to Times Square to I go eat dinner for no reason. I think the last time I was I went to go get schmackeries I think like two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago and like that was the last, the first time I was in. I do kind of want to do like I kind of want to take, I don't know photos in front of theaters now that yeah, no, one's, no there. one's there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, do some do some like, I don't know, fun. a few photo shoots yeah. I don't know. But one of, one of the many things it made me think of is like okay, New York's dead, sure. <laughs> but you know what's not dead? Bed bugs. True. Um, so Michaela and I also our school announced that we're not coming back for the spring like in person and there were like students at our school who were really upset by it and they're allowed to be a little upset but the reality is do we really did we really think something was going to change no I didn't no no I was talking about this with my roommate the other day and we were talking about how like we're obviously not going to have an in-person graduation if school is canceled right correct and we were just talking about like we don't give a fuck if <laughs> we walk across I the really stage. don't. I told her, I was like, if my degree, like, say I was getting a degree to be a doctor, right? And I need this degree to get a job. We don't need our degree to get a job. Well, we don't have any jobs right now. Correct. But our degree in musical theater means nothing. So walking across the stage no. for a, a piece of paper that doesn't help me in any ways, I don't give a fuck about if it was like I was trying to be a doctor, I might be a little salty and be like, I worked really hard for this piece of paper that is going to get me to the next level. Jobs. Yeah. So yeah. I don't care. Like, there's people so pressed. Like, even from last year, which I, I, I get. I get. But, like, come on. Relax. <laughs> I mean, it's just our personal preference. I don't care. I yeah. agree with you. I don't, don't care. And to be honest, if we're just being honest, being packed in Lincoln Center with you people sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I just don't. And I also think it's ridiculous. I'm putting Marymount on blast. Do it. The fact that we have to, one, pay for graduation. Like, we literally have, it's only, what, how much is it, Michaela? Like, $80, something like that, the graduation The fee to thing. apply? I don't remember how much it was. Yeah. Either way, there is a fee that we have to pay in order to graduate. One, that's ridiculous. Two, they're probably going to make us buy cap and gowns. Oh, shit. You're right. They're probably going to make this five cap and gowns. I'll just a freaking the gown I have from high school if I'm going to be sitting at home on Zoom graduating. I do not even think I will go to the virtual graduation. I really don't. I don't think it matters. <laughs> I Like, I will. It doesn't, I, but. I, that's funny. 
It really, I think it's funny. I kind of like, what if we all, <laughs> I, me knowing me, I'd want to do like a bit that's like all of us sing America the Beautiful in like different keys at the same time <laughs> on Zoom, like performance art. Um, but it like the whole like New York being dead thing, the whole school not happening in the spring and like movie theaters just got announced that they can like come back at 25% capacity. Yeah. I truly believe that we are at the end of movie theater we're at the end of buffets and movie theaters i don't think movie theaters are coming back i don't i don't either i like i truly don't i was waiting for that day to come just because of netflix and like all the streaming platforms and now that it's been completely wiped like we talked about um regal cinemas is donezo um yeah is that regal and cinemax are they the same company i don't know it's called Regal Regal Cinemas. I don't know if yeah, something yeah, yeah. there's another one, but that's done. So basically, AMC is just is throwing left. a party. Yeah, AMC is still standing. So it's kind of yeah. I yeah. agree. I don't know. I think they're gonna open back up, and then when people don't go, they're gonna not. I don't. Yeah. Know. No. I mean, I AMC is definitely going to downsize. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think. There's an AMC, there's a, like three or four AMCs within like a 30 mile radius back in Florida. And I truly think the only one going to be left is the one on Disney property. Yeah. I don't think any of the other ones are going to make it. Um, but I just hope that like, I don't know, that we figure out. It's the same thing with like theater, yeah. like Broadway. You know, people are not going to want to sit close to each other until a vaccine is available. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about, because it's funny, one of my friends, I just checked on my Instagram this morning, is like, it sounds like a community production. We, I'm, of course, we both are on the same page that shows shouldn't be happening, period. Mm-hmm. But like, is there any other way that you would go see theater right now? If it was outdoors. Because there, you know, yeah, because we did talk about like, there was that Godspell production by Berkshire Theater Group. But that now was it's like, like outside cold, and so that's going to end soon. Um... Yeah, and I just bought a patio table. Oh. Well, that was my you bad. should get like a little something for your um, balcony like for like a, a heat thing. That's Maybe like a, a heat lamp idea. or something. You can't have anything heat, too big lamp. because your balcony's no. not that big for like a tall one like in the restaurant. That's true. So something like that. That's true. So you can spend time. I wonder there. what I wonder what we're gonna do this this winter uh, in New York. This nothing. Winter. My dad still thinks he's coming. My dad still thinks he's coming. And I went, John, you'll coming be lucky to enough York? to get me for Christmas. Correct. He wants to come to New York? Because his, his reasoning is, I only like dinners and Central Park. So why I don't need anything else. So I could still... Because he comes every year. Right. Uh, last time, I only saw him for one evening. <laughs> he's a party man, that gentleman. <laughs> um, but he loves New York. So I, I said do what you want but i was like new york will be very closed we will well, not really be the um same. does he well he usually comes in the winter you said to visit yeah like or like the same weekend every year because um gets. um what's it called oh brian park's like thingy is opening soon their shops oh their outdoor shops oh they're doing yeah that. it's like happening soon i think they're like starting it very early so um pop off so and it's outdoors so there's no reason why they shouldn't that everything else is happening yeah, I mean, outdoors. I they think, can certainly set up shops for people to look into and i what i told my dad was i was like well i think it all depends on like cases and whatever right. so it's like if you 
feel comfortable on a plane and feel like you don't or not going to get something. I know that my work basically told me, like, you need to, like, you can go to Florida, go to Florida, but when you come back January 2nd, January 3rd, know that, like, you have to have a COVID test in order to come back to work. Yeah, which so, takes two seconds and is free. So why not? Yeah, I just have to, I think, I don't know if there's any spots near me, but you know what? I'm going to go Google that. Let's take a quick <laughs> commercial break. Let the sun shine. I don't like it's like it's so low. It's like vibrating in my ear, your voice. Ah, I don't really like it, but <laughs> it kinda <of> tickles. <laughs> Wink. Someone's did... whispering in my ear. Whispering, whispering in our ears. <laughs> Guys, another online thing happened with theater. Yay, That theater. we talked about last week. Uh, oh, my God. Is that your text messages? Yeah, it's from you. The audio file you just sent. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you talking to? Um, yeah, that happened today. Um, the beauty and the grace that is um, what the Constitution means to me on Amazon Prime came, came out, out this week. Came out? Yes. Watched it came it. out loud and proud. Yeah. It did. Um, how did you feel? How was your initial reactions? I enjoyed it. It. I didn't really know what was going to happen. And I knew it was about... She was on Jonathan Van Ness's podcast. Also, so Heidi... Oh my God, what's her last name? We've done this last time. And fun fact, we said and Heidi, I said, one of us said Heidi Blickenstaff last time. I did. I it realized so that when I was looking it up. Oh, Heidi Shrek is, I don't Shriek? know. Shriek? Shrek. It's like sure. Shrek, but with more letters. I said Heidi Blickenstaff. And then when I went to go search up the lady again, it was not Heidi Blickenstaff. That's the girl from Something Rotten. Um, I didn't realize that, but I realized it yesterday when i looked that up anyways when i was watching it i was like i didn't know what was gonna happen she was on jonathan van Ness's podcast and i listened to it and i knew it was gonna be like about her younger self doing a debate about the u.s constitution and that's how she paid for college she won all these like uh competitions with it and stuff like that so that's what it was what i was kind of expecting but it got to a point that was like way deeper and sadder than I thought it was going to be. And like yeah. really just deep and sad stuff that I just was not expecting to feel when I was watching it. Um, but I liked, as the show went on, the more and more I liked it. Like it had, yeah, it had to grow I mean on me. It's definitely show. a show, a kind of play that if they're not the right actor or the right actor is playing the lead character, you follow it a lot more and you're on her side because mm -hmm. she's very, very quick witted. She's incredibly smart. It's obvious that she's incredibly smart yeah. on multiple different, you know, aspect, uh, aspect, you know, of history and just in general, you can tell she's a really smart, educated person. Mm -hmm. um, but I think at times... And I think a part of that is maybe how we see women and women characters in plays, especially strong women. 
um, that at times I feel like it, the humor was so dry and so sharp mm-hmm. that um, at times you weren't rooting for her. Or you maybe were like, oh, I don't know if I love that. Yeah. Um, but the goal wasn't to be liked, right? The goal was as a young woman, you know, as time progresses, we've talked about it on the podcast before, how how are, you know, people who weren't written in the Constitution, how do they interact with this document that yeah. is the basis of our country? And, I mean, we're dealing with that right now. I mean, the play, when it premiered off-Broadway and on Broadway, people were walking out. If they didn't agree with her, people walked out. They were heavily affected. She says a lot of stark, you know, very um, cutting-edge things. Um, sometimes to win and sometimes actual personal reflections. Like you yeah. said, it gets kind of sad at times. And and I just think um, even if you agree with her or not, if you appreciate really good writing, you can appreciate this play. Yeah. Um, because it's just so, it's it's like, I know everybody uses this word and it's so over overused, but poignant because it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, I know that the there have been other productions. I know a few regional productions have picked up the show i don't know what's happening now because of covid but um a lot of them have picked up the show but uh, other famous actors from across the country are are doing the lead role Interesting. Um, so i'll be really yeah i'll be really interested really to see how the play that. lands because it's literally about her. her it's her story yeah. it's her one woman show it's not she wrote it about herself so putting someone else in her shoes just doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's meant to be performed by her. It is for yeah. her. There, it, yeah. It doesn't make sense to reproduce without her because it's her yeah, story. I think, I, think it all, I think it all depends on the actor, if we're just being honest. Are they I know pretending the to be Heidi? Well, I think I think it's a conversation to have with Heidi herself, but right. it's true with Heidi herself because did she write it from a standpoint? It's the same thing with one of my favorite musicals is Everyday Rapture, written by Sharon A. Scott, and it's literally mm-hmm. a semi-autobiographical show, but it's not about her in the slightest. So people right. are like, you know, they watch the show and they're like, oh, it's Sharon A. Scott because the character's name is Sherry, but she has said in interviews, she goes, I wrote it without me in context you know she Mm. was like the crazy things that have happened to my life are actually true in the play but the middle shit the fluffy stuff isn't actually about me that's not from my life so i feel like there is an art to solo shows um i always say like whether or not it's like um self-aware and sometimes that can be its own poison Mm -hmm. and i feel like heidi's done a really nice job at blurring the line between the character and the actor versus i'd be interested to hear her thoughts about whether or not she is playing you know does she even think about it um and the play is going to land very different when a different actor plays it i know one of my favorite actors i'm I'm gonna pull up her name because the name is her name is escaping oh um maria dizia She's one of my favorite actors, and I'm pretty sure she played the mom in Spy Kids. Let me double check. <laughs> then I also love her. If it is the mom, no, she's Spike not. Kids, she's um... not. She's not. But she looks like her. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, been nice. She looks like her. She looks like her. Um, but again, I saw her in a play off Broadway, and she's a very, very great actor. And she's doing the. She was supposed to do the L.A. and the Chicago production, mm-hmm. and then Heidi was going to do the rest of them. So, and that's the one nice thing is that. You know, when you put a different actress in the slot, it's again the play is completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'd be I'll be really interested. I I really enjoy the writing and the actual play itself. 
Um, we've said it in the podcast before, it was one of the only plays last season to make all of its money back with a $3.2 million investment, I think. And we actually, I actually got to talk to one of the producers of the of the of the play and you know mm-hmm. he said it was an incredibly you know for back you know lack of better terms you know I, it's being on broadway is very difficult getting on broadway is very di- difficult but um they worked with second stage theater uh who just who just opened a broadway house and and it just kind of worked out really really well and everything all the ca- cards kind of aligned and they made all their money back so it's it's you know a small yeah. perfect little play and and i and i genuinely enjoy the writing um Again, it's it's all depends on that lead actor, right? Yeah. Did you ever get interested in debate? Because the the play is primarily about debate debating over the constitution. Um, um, I was never no, I never did debate ever. I don't even. Maybe we had a debate club in high school. I genuinely don't know. You weren't a part of it. <laughs> wasn't part of it. Didn't know that it happened. Uh, wasn't aware no, of the evite. No, didn't get an email. The Evite. I remember in the fourth grade. I, in the fourth grade, I thought that I was gay. I mean, wait, is that true? Is that a line in that rap? Yeah, that's from um um that guy thrift shop. Oh my god, what is his name? Macklemore. Wait, but why did he think? Why did Macklemore thought he was gay in the fourth grade? I don't know. I'll have to go look at the lyrics of you the song. You have to go look at the lyrics. <laughs> Um, So to reference the beginning of the podcast too, I'm an asshole (laughs) and I've been an asshole since the fourth grade. Literally, I I reckon I actually know this is really funny and I thought it would be funny to tell you. Terrible. Um, I would say, what, sixth grade? So that's six years. I'd say three out of those six years. Uh, I called my teacher a bitch to her face. Um, (gasps) Yeah. No, three out of the six. Yeah, literally. I guess I gave no fucks. I really don't know. What did she do? I, I'm going to guess one of the... Okay, wait. Let me look. Let me think back. <laughs> Second grade, Miss Golowitz. Sweet, sweet woman. But Not Miss Golowitz. She, I think, was on my nerves. And I had to tell her. I had to tell her to her face. She was like, what is wrong with you? And I was oh literally like, oh. Yeah. And then fourth grade uh, was Miss Durling. She called me dyslexic, so I called <gasps> her a bitch. Wait, are um, you... <laughs> No, I'm oh, not. Okay. I definitely think I have some sort of like I learn things differently, so I think there's definitely something up with my learning process. Right. So she but, just assumed um, like dyslexia or something. And she was like, probably, and I think she was a little. First off, I think she was a Republican. Okay. Two, <laughs> I think she was she was a little too straight of a shot for fourth graders. I think you kind of have to have a light air about you in fourth grade because fourth, fifth, sixth grade is really when you're starting puberty, mm. and uh, mm-hmm. you're an emotional mess. And I certainly was, and uh, I was That's just upset. Terrible. Yeah. And then there's this one. Then there was a home ec teacher in the sixth grade who was just a bitch. Uh, I stand by that. She really was. I'm like, you. You teach home ec. I it's, think I had a bitchy doing... home ec teacher. I'm sorry, but and I told her to her face. There was the baby project. Did you have to do the baby project? We I... had to bring home like a doll baby. We had. We didn't get the luxury of a doll baby. You know what we had to do? We well, had to take home eggs. Ew. <laughs> like, like chicken egg. eggs and like keep it and alive? Carry... Yeah, like an egg. Yeah, and not crack it. <laughs> that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, we had a doll baby <laughs> that would grade itself by the end of the weekend. Um, no, we had a home. Would a baby so the baby would be would cry. It would wake you up in the middle of the night. It would do the full five, six, seven, eight. 
for the entire weekend and there was like a panel at the back of the baby that literally told you it, how happy it was wow and if it dead if it was dead or not straight up and i literally looked at my home ec teacher and said never in my days will i be doing that where do i have the time <laughs> literally i had to watch power rangers what was i gonna do i had to collect my Yu-Gi-Oh cards that wasn't the I, that was not the motive um, <laughs> was part of the plan to have a child <laughs> Literally, I was like, I am, <laughs> by the way, I'm the, I'm the kid who came out when he was 10. Like, I right. literally was like, I like boys. And my mom was like, are you sure? And I was like, does it matter? <laughs> I was like, if I end up liking girls, great. But I'm pretty sure I like, no. And I remember this because you know. I did it on National Coming Out Day. And all my friends oh, knew, you made like, in middle school, you sixth like, grade, fifth grade, you know, whatever. Everyone. Oh, everybody knew. But the problem when everybody, because I lived in a home, a small hometown, is that when all the kids knew, the mom, fig- the mom's figured out. I remember my mom like calling oh, yeah. me and being like, "There are people on Facebook talking about you about this. Like, what's going oh, on? This is too public." Oh, girl. I was like, and that is why my theory is solid that middle schoolers, elementary middle schoolers, should not be on the internet. Period. Period. I, I like, agree if I have with a, that. I agree with that. I think because if it's like sixth or seventh grade. We can you you're going to have to have a conversation about like the internet and being safe and being you know and being respectful, yeah. but like you need to learn how to handle your hormones before you handle the internet. Like this is crazy. That is, and I true. certainly didn't know how to I do that. If we're being honest, I was a ch- I was a child raising a child, uh, with my little home like <laughs> baby, um, calling people bitches and. Uh, <laughs> saying I like boys with my home like baby. I. I really didn't. God bless me. I guess I didn't. So I thought about what the Constitution means to me and about growing up and things. And so I looked up the five uh, t- most topical debate questions asked in uh, mm. in uh, debate circles and debate cir- circuits. Um, and we're going to debate, Michaela. All right. <laughs> um, so... Oh, this is actually kind of fun. These are like kind of relationship ones. This is what we basically talk about anyways. Um, So the first question is, can people move in together before they are married? Um, And technically, don't we both have to, you have to pick a stance, then I'll have to pick the other and debate the other stance. Okay, which one do you want to pick? You can pick first. Um, I'll pick that they can move in. Okay, and I will do they cannot. You can go first. Okay. (laughs) I like debating having no facts at all oh but that's all our opinion podcast, all opinion it. here so people can move in together before they married and i think they should because how do you know that you can live with someone full time if you're not gonna move in together before you marry to make sure that you are comfortable with one another to take that next step and once you move in together and you feel solid then you're probably ready for marriage you're ready to go. I feel like moving in together before marriage is a good way to test your relationship and make sure that you know this person is the one for you to marry. Ding. See, I'm a man of faith. Oh, God. <laughs> I think everybody should think twice before jumping in the deep end. Okay. I think you shouldn't eat before you swim. <laughs> and I Nothing think to moving do. in... <laughs> This is, I'm speaking. You're right, you're right. Sorry. I'm speaking. You're right. Um, and I think that this situation, that choice of moving in with a partner before 
you know, really thinking about it, I think too many young people are jumping off off the deep end, Michaela. And guess what? Our young people are drowning. <laughs> and as a an adult of faith, I think it's important to pull them out and be their lifesaver, not the candy, mm. um, but the actual lifesaver of, of 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 what they're going through. So I think you need to wait until full on until you know the person is your person because guess what then you have to deal with household uh chores and household uh bills that you have to pay for and but how I'm do you sorry, know you but... can handle that until you move in together how do you know if you're ready michaela you gotta wait a few years you gotta wait until you're married and in a firm relationship before you take that but, step but then you don't know and if it doesn't work out then you gotta get a divorce that's not allowed. Okay. Divorce isn't allowed. <laughs> and that was the first question of the yes. great debate. Um, I'm going to pick the other one. I don't know which. Go for it. Pick. Oh, um, I mean, this one's kind of boring, but uh, should homework be banned? Um, I don't really care which one I have. What do you want? <laughs> um, uh, I'll go for it shouldn't be banned, I guess. And I'll go for they should. Okay, my friends. Are screens okay computers iphones mm -hmm. iTouch, ipod nanos <laughs> they're swallowing our young people's minds they need a break they need to break away from responsibility and they need to be young people again okay and i feel like homework is a chain around their neck ready to yank them back into societal pressure and we're not ready for that. What we are ready for is liberation of our young people. Mm. And I think homework is just another way to say you can be yourselves on, on, on my time, not on your time. You can't grow as a human being. What we really need is for you to worry about the geometrics of a circle. And we don't have the time for that. We have the time to grow as human beings. All right, ding. All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, hear me out. You're in school for seven hours a day, right? And you're learning a bunch of different subjects. It's going to be hard for you to retain that information. So you do need to go home and make sure you fully understood what you had learned that day. And the only way to do that is through homework. Now, I would agree that maybe we need a little bit less homework for our children of this country but i think it is needed to make sure that they understand what they are learning and there shouldn't be penalties if they mess up or forget a question on their homework because they didn't understand it and they can't ask you questions at home teachers so i think homework needs to be modified reformed even but it still is needed in these united states thing oh my god i, I would I say the other questions but they're boring yeah no you definitely won um uh the other questions are boring and about pageants and smoking and well, we know we how we all feel about those things no we don't we don't we don't we don't i we love don't. doing all three um, of those at once my friends please watch what the constitution means to me because i think it it'll is. start and watch it with your family because i think it'll start really interesting conversations um, and I think that's why I'm chill with it being on Amazon Prime. I mean, I knew from I knew actually knew from the producer that 
it doesn't make that much money like compared to how much it takes to actually film it Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh it does not make that much money so it's not for commercialism i truly do think that it is for really really interesting conversations and i know that uh i really really uh, appreciated it um me too follow us on instagram it stays between us podcast yes what do you think about what the constitution means to me i think if it was between the debate club or between heidi blick and staff or bed bugs (laughs) uh it's been a very interesting week but uh this all stays between us (laughs) 